Most of you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. a funny joke <laughs> i'm gonna throw that that keyboard against the against the wall <laughs> shut up and sit down last time on the show there's no bathroom so i'm oh in the parking lot screaming judy i have to shit i have to like screaming off the top of my lungs like blood <laughs> Oh and I'm, I'm not I'm not a, I do not run so I am like huffing to try and run my fucking fat ass back to her because she's gonna shit her pants in the fucking parking I, lot so I'm like I'm coming with my fucking grub hub bag and she's like yeah. clenching her fucking ass cheeks next to the car those two those two just another day in the life of Judy and Elmac, folks. Right. So, for for listeners, oh, God, every time I always miss it. Uh, why? Um, uh, why is it that you do that? I don't know, Dan. Because I do you not know how needs. to turn the shit off. Obviously, I have. Special is this needs. your first fucking day? Is this I... is this practice for you? Yeah, it is. You're a worthless piece of shit. I want you to kill yourself right now. All right. On the podcast, first ever. Let's do it. Let's have an exclusive Here critical we go. mass suicide. There we go. I use the chainsaw. <laughs> um, no, just as a follow-up, though, to the Grubhub story for the listeners, if you listen to last week's episode, we had Judy and Elmac on, and it was... <coughs> excuse me, everyone. It was um, Ad- Adventures in Grubhub. Um, mm-hmm. So Dan and I decide that Friday that we're going to go to our favorite bar, um, at least my favorite bar. I'm assuming it stands as well. And we're sitting there waiting, right? And what are the odds that Elmac walks in on a Grubhub order after we had just interviewed her on our show and she walks into the bar that we're in to pick no, up someone's you- Grubhub? First of all, let's get a few things straight. One, it's the only bar that I'm allowed to go to because it's not within a certain amount of radius from a, from a school. So... There's that. That's true. Also, it was not a Grubhub order for them. They were done, and she was grabbing food for them. Oh, so I just didn't hear her. I heard her say Grubhub, and then I heard her holding food. It's International Women's Day, and you're still not listening to them. That's unbelievable. Get in the kitchen. Make me a sandwich. That's what I say. All right. Um, You know, come on. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Uh, That's inappropriate. Now, um, speaking of getting in the kitchen, um, Bob's here. Hey, Bob. Hey guys, I am so excited to be on the show. Where's I our am- audience? I have been a fan of your guys for at least two weeks now. So that's is good. that why we've been getting all those listens? <laughs> have you got have you got my fan mail? <laughs> oh are yeah. You, is that are you studying the shit stained underwear? <laughs> How much black crayon can you scribble onto a piece of paper? Because that's impressive. Scribbles. Did I get the did I get the R's in the right direction? I have, a, I have an issue with those. <laughs> red Rom, Red Rom. Rocco, um, yeah. Rockface. Uh, tell tell the folks why Bob is here, Robert, however he l- would like to be called. What do you should we what do you want us to call you? Bob Bob's fine. Can we call I you am. Jillian? That's fine. Jillian. Okay. Jillian. 
No, um, Bob's here because he is on an awesome podcast as part of uh, the network that we're on, um, DFAT Entertainment, uh, the Gutsy Media Podcast, um, where they kind of surgically uh, remove or surgically uh, <laughs> discuss. Um, it's a cooking show, right? <laughs> it is. Okay, yeah, it yeah, it's is. a cooking show. <laughs> no, I'm actually... I'm here for uh, for uh, public service. Uh, it's part of my court ordered appearances I have to make. Wow, that's pretty cool. No, uh, Bob, Gutsy Media is a podcast devoted to personal takes on movies, right? Yeah, it, it's it's movies. It's me and some friends reviewing movies and talking about movies and really diving into some of the movies. That, that you may be a huge fan of and and not really realize how shitty it is yeah okay I've listened I've listened to a couple already one of yes, which was quite quite contentious uh, where it had our our current bosses on and um, you guys discussed the movie the sisters brothers the sisters brothers yeah that was the end of season one that was a good one that was a very interesting conversation I have with the two of them yeah um, Casey was not entertained. <laughs> it's so hard to entertain him with your clothes on, right? It, you know what? That's what it is. That's absolutely noticed, true. That's absolutely true. During, during the um, the COVID outbreak, I've I've really had to strip down when doing um, video calls with him. <laughs> but just but you have engaged. to. But you have to. You have to. Um, but listen, let's get to gutsy media after the break. I want to hear all about it. I got a lot of questions. Um, you know, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Um, hang on, Dan. I did something for you. Oh, okay. Before we talk current events, ready? Get off the shit! There it is. You Thank asked me you. to you cut know, that. I, I have I it. Sent out. Get off the, the shit! <laughs> I sent out signals with my brain today, and it's they were. You better fucking get that clip ready. There it is. There it is. So, okay. You know, I I read the news. Guys, I read the news. I look at the news. I un- I try and understand the news, and then I have to say to myself, "Serenity now!" Every single time mm-hmm. I listen, I I watch, listen, read on the news, and what is dominating the news right now is the Oprah interview with yeah. the X Royals. And I just let me can I let me just speak my piece, and then I I want to hear from the two of you. All right, hundred one hundred twenty five percent. First and foremost, I don't care about any of the Royals at all. (laughs) First and foremost, that is a group of people. I don't care if Buckingham Palace burned down and they were all locked inside of it. Like, I wouldn't. (laughs) Come on. They could be part of a show called People I Don't Give a Shit About. Like, it could honestly all of them. However, with that being said. Mm-hmm. Listening to portions of the interview and reading portions of the interview, there's a lot of problems with these people. There's a lot of molestation, and they had a problem that she's partially black, um, and, and that's their big issue. Not the the dude. What what is his name? Fucking fondling small Prince girls. Charles, or, uh, Charles' brother. Charles's brother. Yeah. Yeah, fondling kids or, or little girls on Epstein Island. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's okay, but Markle is partially black so that's a problem and we're super concerned they would, rocco rocco they would say mud blood oh my god and and that's so awful they're, they're from harry potter land that's what that, they say from harry potter land and then and then then you've got you've got harry okay mm-hmm. her husband yeah 
this dude is a badass. I did some reading on him. OK, first of all, he mm-hmm. willingly joined the military, unlike his pussy ass, balding older brother. OK, really, yeah, he he looks like a piece of shit like his father. But this hairy dude, he he fucking joined. He joined, Which, up- by the way, by the way, William, just 10 years, maybe longer, but not that long ago, was considered the good looking one when he had a full head of hair. Yeah, well, all, all the lady folk um, all, were just all about him. Listen, his younger brother, Harry, is a prince, and he chose to be on the front lines during the war of Afghanistan. Harry, Harry went to a Halloween party dressed as Hitler. Did he really? Yeah, he did. This that sounds about, like something I would do. Again, this is That's 10 a- years ago. This was, I mean, he was a <laughs> lot younger, and, and he apologized. He's like, well, I, didn't, I was trying to be offensive, but... It was a Halloween party. That was the point that it was uh, like a horrible costume. Like it was supposed to be a terrible thing. Like it's it is scary. Like Hitler is scary. But yeah, but in like a different kind of way. No one wants to see that dude. (laughs) But you know, he's just being stupid. But yeah, he did. He did join the military voluntarily. Um, you know, I don't know. The cynical part of me says, well, he did it for attention, but. Nah, dude. Um, nah, no, there's, dude. There's no, but there's lots of evidence to say that he he did it um, uh, genuinely, and there were instances where, you know, because he's a prince, they would have flown his ass out of there, and he said, "No, keep me here. I'm fighting." Exactly, and the fact of the matter is, is that he genuinely didn't have to do that. Yeah, like he had the money, he had everything set for him that he didn't have. Like, I know dudes personally that had to join the military. Had to. Yeah, there right, you go. See? Yeah. yeah. yeah no, sure. he, I wasn't going to set up the Wounded Warrior games, too. What are they called? The uh, Yeah, he set up that Wounded Warriors. Hang on, though. Yeah. What, what was that, Bob? Oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I mean, I didn't have the ability to go to college unless the military was going to pay for it. And that was one of the primary reasons why I joined. I mean, I, I served four years honorably in the Marine Corps and I don't regret a moment of it. Uh, but with that being said, I'm, I'm 100% on Rocco's side. I don't give a flying F about any of them. I mean, I really don't. And maybe that's not because I'm in, I don't live in England and that's why I don't give a shit. But my biggest issue is. No, Bob, it's because you're a goddamn American. <laughs> American. American um, I mean, didn't they, didn't they like quit the Royal family because of the media bugging them? And then they fly halfway across the world and do an Oprah interview that they know is going to be on the front line of every single newspaper. And they're well, well, they're worried about being assassinated. Like that's not a joke. Like yeah. they, they are trying to pay for personal security because of the palace. Like they, they, so Diana spoke out. We know what happened to Diana. Conspiracy theory would say that she was murdered. However, there's actually a lot of credence and evidence to that conspiracy theory right but i mean if you're if you're gonna try to make me feel bad for a bunch of people that are born into an insane amount of wealth and being literally called kings and queens in in the year 2021 i mean i'm just not gonna feel bad for them i'm I'm sorry your life is so regimented and structured don't get me wrong i i'm sure they have issues i mean it's clear from the interview they have issues Mm -hmm. um they have you know a lot of internal internal uh squabbling but uh Again, to your point, when Prince Andrew is getting away with, you know, molesting, you know, teenagers and, you know, their biggest upset is, you know, my my daddy was concerned about, you know, my kid. It's, it's I don't know. I just 
I'm not trying to downplay somebody else's problems, but I don't care. I really don't care. And then did you see Pierce Morgan's response? No. Yeah. Yeah, he's a smarmy little cunt. He's a fuck as well, man. Jesus Christ. All he wants to do is bitch. Him and uh, that that one lawyer chick, Nancy. Um, Grace. Yes. The, the two of them. Oh, I just God. can't listen to them talk. What What I was so, what did they say? Nancy Grace didn't say anything about this. I was just lumping her hands. I don't like her. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. This is the right place to do that. This is yeah, a safe yeah, yeah. place. This is, yeah, you're in the safe tree. You're in the tree. No, tree but Pierce, Pierce, Pierce what Morgan. Did, what did Pierce Morgan say? He he apparently, and I'm, I'm hearing this kind he of. Quit yeah, he quit too. Yeah, he quit right after. Quit what? Him. So him and Good Megan morning, Merkel. Britain. Him and Megan Merkel were friends okay. a while back. All right. He becomes you know princess of everything, and suddenly cuts ties with him. Um, and he just ever since then has, has taken every opportunity he can to badmouth her. And really? yeah. And this includes apparently like a half an hour tirade on his program. Um, uh, Good morning, Britain yesterday. And that resulted in some of his co-hosts, you know, this morning, or maybe it was yesterday morning, I might be getting my days confused, uh, basically saying like, you know, they're not that bad and you need to just kind of sit down and shut up about it. And rather than sit there and take somebody else's opinion, he gets up in the middle of the broadcast and storms off and then quits the show. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. In a downward spiral. The, this is I don't thing. think he has any friends. I don't he's think he the, he's the Tucker Carlson of Britain. But the fact of the matter is this. Um, to your point, I don't give a shit about the Royals. But when you when you actually read and listen about part of the interview with with Oprah, you know, Megan was very clear that there were a lot of questions about their son, Archie, and the complexion of what his skin is going to be. And like, if you're a parent, you know, like, it's awful. What the fuck did you just say to me? But like, that would be my response is what the fuck did you just say? Family or not? Like, fuck you. And she wanted to commit suicide. She actually was suicidal because of the constant barrage. And it was all about the fact that she was the technic technically the first black person to be considered part of the Royals. And they had a huge problem with that, yeah. which is awful. But did anybody think they were good people? I mean, did anybody look at the Royal <laughs> right. family and think, man, those yeah. are just some really nice people that I would love to just hang around. Yeah, let's let's not forget. Let's not forget Prince Charles, who continues to drive around in his fucking SUV after doctors and medical staff there have told him not to. And he fucking disregards people and he drives around and he fucking crashed a little while ago. He's lucky he didn't kill somebody. Yeah, they're, they're awful. They're, they're all awful people. I'm yeah. surprised. Truth, truth be told, I'm surprised Prince Charles hasn't tried to kill his mom. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. Mm. He's like 70 years old. He's been waiting a long time to be king. And his mom just keeps on ticking away. That's got to be just a, a point of, of real contention. Yeah. But, you know, security is very tight. <laughs> <laughs> so they're probably watching him. And he'd be suspect number one if she ended up dead. That's true. So that uh, is that is point? true. Although um, we have our stickers in front of Buckingham Palace. That's a fact. Uh, I don't think I don't think Judy stuck him on there. I think she just held up. The yes, exactly. So she held up a photo in front of Buckingham Palace with our right. our logo. But she wow, didn't stick our stickers guys. anywhere there. I know. Well, we we told her to. She, stick she them. said she was afraid, dude. The fucking they would have shot her. She stuck him in the tube. 
in the, in the tube, tube. as good. they call that's it good. in the tube that's good. you guys are well let me put it let me put it this way we're excited about I, it i don't care because to me they're just people yeah um like the fact that the royal doesn't mean anything to me um but i do care because they're people um and i i, I respect their right to want to live their own life i mean harry was never going to be king so what's the point that he just continues to be involved in a bunch of charities well why does he have to be in prison at some fucking palace when he could be involved in a bunch of charities as a fucking citizen I, I mean, if he wants to do good work and still be connected to the throne, that's fine. I say go for it. Well, he's living off now his inheritance from his his mother set him up with what is estimated to be 10 to 13 million dollars. And he wants to use he, right his main concern, which freaked me out again, being a husband and a father, mm-hmm. is that his main concerns were personal security for his child right. and his wife. And the fact that he continued to bring that up and the way he did it actually chilled me like because you believed him is what you're this saying. motherfucker is not like he's a military guy right and he right. is actually afraid that someone is going to hurt his wife or child and right. he repeatedly brought that up about how the money was going towards personal security rumor has it tyler perry actually um donated security to them um because it was not a joke because they genuinely think that the palace or the firm, as they call it, apparently will possibly have someone fucking silence them. And you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about these royal people because, again, I don't give a fuck about them. But yeah, I, I mean, right. What, I, you know what? Another part that as, as a father really chilled me is when he t- talked about how his dad stopped taking his calls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I didn't see the whole thing, but I up. caught snippets, and I do, I do remember that part. Yeah, um, and yeah, and it didn't seem to be very clear at first. I was like, "What? He's not, he's not picking up his phone." I'm like, "Who?" Because I couldn't believe that his own father wouldn't talk to him. I'm like, "What are you talking about? Is he, am I talking about the same person?" The other way and, around would make more sense. Yeah, right. It, it would, and um, I don't know the the concept of of he said there was a conversation between him and his older brother about either it was Archie or just the color skin tone issue uh, of his wife, even something revolved around that topic. And Oprah basically said, well, what was that conversation like? And he was like, I'm never going to talk about that. I'm yeah. not going to even say that. Uh, yeah. There's a certain, I'm like, you know, Whoa, that's fucking crazy. Well, and that makes it like, if you're a brother, like I'm a brother, and Dan, yeah. you're a brother. Bob, I don't know if you're if you have a brother. Yep. Have a there are certain conversations that will just never be there. There is a certain bond with being a blood brother, especially when you have the same fucking parents. Yeah, no, I get that. I just what I'm what worries me is that, like, what can't you say revolving yeah. your son's skin tone and a conversation between William? This oh, that's what I'm be- saying. That adds to me. Yeah. That adds on to that. So you're right. Yeah. Is I'm agreeing with you. Like this guy's going to be king of England, and he apparently seems to be worried about the skin color of some person that's never going to be king at all. Well, he Harry, should be worried about his hair. Yeah, <laughs> Harry also made comments about how uh, his father and brother were trapped and and wouldn't couldn't get out like he could get out, which is kind of part of why he left the family was because he 
was he had the opportunity to do so and his father and brother would never have that opportunity well, that's so true. that that kind of i mean that almost kind of and i don't want to get too conspiracy theory on this but that kind of only like reflects some sort of like secret you know secret mm-hmm. underground you know firm that's controlling even the family themselves well even to not go yeah. down that road i mean you could just simply say that there's an exorbitant amount of pressure just to be a royal do you know what i mean to continue that family bloodline yeah yeah there's generations of pressure there lots of inbreeding regardless of a conspiracy theory which could be true but just regardless of all that just the just the concept of being related to someone who is royal means you are too and so there's that underlying pressure that will never go away um nuts and I, I remember when the, uh, Harry and, um, oh, God, now what's her name? Megan. Megan were getting married, and there was kind of like talk about like, okay, well, who would be king and who wouldn't? Like, Harry, all these other people, I think, would have to die. Like, there's some weird thing. Like, there's, it's very difficult for Harry to ever have been king, if right? Lion yeah. King has taught me anything. It's possible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Be prepared. <laughs> Just be prepared, Dan. All right. Um, was that on the gutsy media podcast? <laughs> and we're covering it next week. Oh, there great. you go. <laughs> great. Um, but with that, with that being said, all right, all right, fuck, I'm done with the royals. Dan, what else? Oh. What else is going on? Oh, um, the country's becoming a communist dictatorship. You didn't hear? Wait, uh, packed, what? Yeah, packed deep into the stimulus bill is a this concept of uh, a tax credit for each child that you have in your family. And it's a significant one. Um, someone Wait. with two, two or three kids could end up with eleven thousand dollars a year. Wait, if they're what? Have you not heard this? No, please tell me more. I have. Yeah. So this is things. this is a this is a longtime socialist program that has been practiced by Europe for centuries, uh, if not decades. And um, the idea is that depending on how many kids you have and their ages, et cetera, you get you get a tax credit. Now this is built into the law only for this year so far. But, you got so many kids too. But uh, <laughs> it it looks like Ugh. it may actually pass. Uh, I get why you have all those kids now. Right. And now it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Idiot. Uh, I mean, that's I've just great been, idea. I just been scooping them off off the street, dude. <laughs> uh, you get one of them big, big fish nets and you go right by a school when they're letting out, you can trap two or three easily in one swipe. Yeah. That's why Anyways. he's not allowed around the school anymore. You see, <laughs> right, right, right. It it's all comes all together. together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so obviously, you know, Republicans have railed against this forever. Not only does it sound and look socialist slash communist because they don't know the difference, um, but it also looks like welfare. And they're worried about a society where people are given sort of a base income and, and losing their motivation to find work. It's um, so dumb. Yeah, and and like, the concept like I just behind, the concept behind this is that it's based on children. The the idea is that it's it's supposed to help kids, um, to help kids get out of the poverty level, and well, it's it's an investment, and that's what right. bothers me is that they don't see this. They don't see, either. They are willfully not seeing it, or they are. I don't even know anymore, Dan, the, with the conservatives. It's. It's a very simple concept. We have to invest in our youth because when we invest in them and their education, Mm -hmm. our America is going to get fucking stronger. And then in the future, we don't need to invest 
this much yeah, money but because Morocco, if you invest into the youth and all these black the youths the youths all these black and brown kids start getting money they might end up as royalty someday and you know we can't have that we can't have black people ever succeeding in america you because know we can't have it you can't do that look at look at what it's done to the royal family all you all you did <laughs> is introduce someone who was half black into the royal family and the entire thing falls apart it's melting it's true it, Look, no, with Rush right. Limbaugh with Rush Limbaugh dead, we've got to take on these oh, topics. Satan rest his soul. <laughs> Wait, no, don't. I hope he gets I hope a demon is raping him right now as we speak. Yeah. Just being held down by a, a couple demons and just ran train on his butthole. Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> I'm so glad you're dead. Um, but anyway, um, no, I, yeah. So how much money do people how much money am I gonna get, Dan? Uh, well, I heard an expert talking about it this morning, giving giving an example of having three kids under the age of six, equaling about eleven thousand um, dollars. But, you know, I don't know what the variables are. It depends on the age and how many kids that you have. So I, you know. can you guys remind me one more time? What was New York City about to give Amazon for building that uh, warehouse? Trillions, I think. OK, I so it's very comparable to to that then. Yeah. And, and, and again, anybody that wants to make an argument about socialized medicine, healthcare, uh, free college, uh, anything social program, uh, by the way, the military that you served in, uh, Bob, completely socialist. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, 100%. And, and this, the so socialist the army that, of the United States. Yeah, it is. And, and it the, really the is though. Of, uh, oh, you're just giving, giving people things. Um, you know, Basically, they're not understanding the difference between socialist and communist. Okay, and they 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 fear that you know they're going to see communism with socialism, and they don't they don't understand all the socialist programs that are happening right now to them. Yes, um, you know what, most what, most of these elderly people that are saying this are living on social security. What I'm confused about um, is f- f- the the right wants to constantly voice their opinion about how we're the greatest country in the world greatest country to ever exist what is the issue with using some of that uh to give back to their population i mean why why does only the super wealthy get to benefit from this greatest country in the world why can't some of the lower class start benefiting from some of these tax breaks and well because the the republicans <laughs> the republicans <laughs> would point to an individual responsibility and that if you are not a successful person, that's that's because of the choices that you've made. A hundred percent. Let's explore that that process. If I take two people and I put them in an eight foot hole in the ground mm-hmm. and I give one of them a ladder and the other one shit right. and the one with the ladder gets out of the hole, you can't then say, well, he must be more determined. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's, exactly that's what they're not seeing. Although there will be cynics on that side that would say, well, if they took the shit and then formed a ladder <laughs> shape and then let it dry until it hardened, then they'd have a ladder. Yes, it would be harder, but they could do it. See, but Lana. it's possible, but that that's an anomaly. And that's what right. they're not understanding because they'll right. point at when you say like, um, you know, black, the black, Amer- black America mm-hmm. does not have the same that, uh, you know, opportunities we have. They point at President Obama. They point at Jay-Z. They point at and it's just like, yes, you're pointing out anomalies that still went through a ton of shit. They would go and still can't get a cab in New York City. Yes. 
would go through double <laughs> what and and the people that are so afraid of the word white privilege they're so afraid oh well that must mean i didn't work for anything in my life that's not what it fucking means stop making it about you motherfucker yeah. like god white privilege is that nothing was judged against you by the co- based solely upon the color of your skin. That is it. That is what white privilege means. I don't care what your opinion is because you're wrong. And except you're st- for you, except for you, because yours is so oily and it's just disgusting. People kick you out of restaurants. That was one so time. You're a, you're a goddamn health violation. Anyways, I, well, my, to, yeah. my point about yes. paying for social programs and where is this money coming from? I think it is, is an absurd argument to make because, first of all, they have no idea about the size and power of the purse that the Congress has the right to spend. And they have no idea of where money even comes from. They don't understand the concept of how it's tied to gold or even why it's tied to gold. You can literally print money. It makes no difference. Secondly, well, it, it, I'm not an economist, but... <laughs> Yeah, right. I, that's I that's why that's why money had been decentralized with bitcoins and other forms of digital well, money because they didn't want it tied to gold. It's an antiquated system, but that's a whole other thing. Secondly, when it comes to just saying we have a finite budget, okay, based on the tax money that we collect. If you take a like a, a, a circle graph or pie graph whatever and broke that apart as to where it's being spent, was you take a giant of that and you look at the military spending and you say, "Okay, the military contracts that they have for for parts, etc., are are grossly exaggerated. For example, the multi-directional, um, whatever it's called, costs four hundred dollars each one of them. And you know what it is? It's a fucking hammer. Yeah, Andrew on our show. Yeah, he brought that so up. I, I can I can shed some light on that. Um, I worked at the Pentagon for three and a half years. And the the issue with wow. military spending, and I don't want to brag or anything, you know. That's uh, a really big office building. And it sucks. We have devolved some information. <laughs> the reason why it's so <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. the the reason why it's so difficult to cut military spending is two. There's two main reasons. Number one, when FDR decided to make us the police force for the world, he put a giant target on us. Mm. So as soon as we are not able to buy the weapon that is for sale for grossly more than what it costs to make. Uh, that company that makes that weapon now needs to find somebody else to buy it because they have an, a whole economy and a business. So yeah. it's kind of one of those, we buy it so that the other guy doesn't get it. Um, so that's number one. Number two, the way the military budget is set up is primarily based on the idea that we have to give so much money to other countries to essentially get them to like us because we're such a-holes, hmm. um, which is why I love when when the right talks about how we're the greatest country in the world. We're literally paying for friends, um, which is sad. I did that in high school and I became broke and <laughs> friendless. Yeah, that'll do. Or that you're like that dude in high school that like has a video game system that nobody else has. <laughs> like, hey, you guys, you guys want to come over? Not really. I have Dreamcast and Crazy Taxi. <laughs> Yeah, we'll come over. Yeah. We'll be over. No, but it makes sense, though. But I mean, but I mean, the cost, the cost, it's about where we're spending and why we're spending as well. Uh, you know, when the Navy has a contract to, to put in um, toilet bowl 
covers and their on their uh, bombers that go overseas for their for their guys, you know, ten thousand dollars per toilet seat seems a little excessive. So this but, is tax. This is taxpayer money that we're talking about. That's yeah. just being wasted. Um, and and that's not that's not weaponry. That's just everyday shit that they're just blowing money on. Um, and a nice toilet seat though. I mean, think about the cost of one airplane. Oh, Just it's one. it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. The the airplane aside, the fuel, the fuel. I mean, specifically, I worked in aviation, and yeah. the fuel it cost. And when you go to an air show and you see the military jets, you know, doing all this cool, fun stuff. Number one, it's an insane amount of money it costs them. And number two, the only the only reason why they're there is because it's a recruiting opportunity. Of right. course, right. But but keep in mind, there are kids starving to death in our streets. So, you know, so that's it's just a weird comparison to make. And that's that's when everybody talks about, oh, you can't. Where's the money going to come from? The money exists. It's just a matter of where we're spending it and why we're spending it that way. That's that's and and not to pick on the military, but there's plenty of other issues. I mean. Even even the taxpayer cost of paying for their own premiums in their health care system. It's it's nonsense. Yeah, oh, dude, the health care, man. Don't even nine thousand. I poured nine thousand dollars a year into MVP and I got what out of it? Well, MVP sucks. But regardless, I, I pay quite not as much as that, but I pay quite a bit. I would say twenty four hundred twenty four hundred dollars a year for a family plan for insurance. Yeah. And my wife breaks her wrist in two fucking places two days ago. And we go to emergency and they stick her in a fucking hallway. Right. And because I'm not there. Causing, I mean, there is a pandemic causing a shit storm. No bullshit. Because if I was there, they wouldn't let me in there because of the pandemic. And I said, all right, I understand. First of all, the woman looks at me and goes, I hope you have heat in your car because you can't even stay in emergency. You got to go sit in your car. I'm like, really not a time for joking, but OK. <laughs> um, they take her in the back and I find out that she's sitting in a fucking hallway. Dan, can you imagine if I got sent back there with her and they had put us in a hallway? Can you yeah, just imagine my mouth? Every two seconds, you'd be saying some ridiculous, like rude comment as anybody walked by. Oh, that's good. Like, oh, I guess our insurance isn't good enough here. <laughs> I guess you know we'll just sit in the fucking hallway like a couple of fucking animals. If, yeah, but if they don't have beds, they don't have beds. Do we want them to do build a fucking room for you? Put me there. It was dead. It was dead. It was. But if, like but other people in the room. <laughs> I don't. I wasn't in there. I was in the car. Yeah. I still would have bitched. I know you would have. <laughs> I always do. I always do. Some, like some guy. I got to tell you real quick. I'm at Lowe's today. Okay. I'm waiting in line forever because I got an old guy buying a lot of wood. I'm saying I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, what's all this wood you're buying? None of my fucking business, but it's just so much wood. He's dropping it everywhere. They're trying to scan it. <laughs> I'm waiting. There's a woman. She comes over. She see I got a bag of potting soil on my shoulder. Big bag of potting soil. Woman comes over. And she goes, I take the next person. So I'm like, I sprint over there. I sprint. Right. I get up there. She boops it. She does a which, boop. By the way, which, by the way, in Rocco's world, a sprint is a very fast waddle. That is true. So she does a boop. And as she's booping me, I hear behind me some dude in in large 
black jean shorts, which immediately goes, I have no respect for you. So don't even don't even speak my name. And and he goes, well, I guess he was next in line. That dude just completely cut me. And uh, but, you know, he's got he's got to do his gardening. (laughs) And, you know, me, Dan, I turn. I just said, is there something is there something you want to say or and after you were escorted out of Home Depot, what? right, right. No, uh, he just like looked away, like, like, hmm. and I was like, okay, that's what I thought. Now I'm not a, I'm not a large man. I, I've been beaten up many times because of my mouth. Yeah. Um, very many times. I'm not a tough person. You got I, a pretty mouth. I just got a short, like, fuse. I'm not a tough guy, even a little bit. But he backed down, and thank God, because he was bigger than me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> well, well, in fairness, 90 percent of America is that's well, true. I've listened to the podcast uh, enough to, to know that I think in general, just common courtesy is kind of what you're looking for. Right. Like it doesn't need to end in fisticuffs. We're both human beings. Just common fucking courtesy. It yes. kills me when people want to get bought hurt about something like that or, or some sort of parking lot squabble. It's like it's five extra minutes out of your time. Shut your mouth. Like yeah. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody get mad at like an old lady for moving too slow. It's like, come on, man. Come on. Like common fucking courtesy. Yeah. And let me just say, I've found recently more and more stores have um, adopted the sn- everybody in a snake line until you get to a point where any open register will take you. I think that's a much more efficient and better way to do it. I don't know if during COVID that's too smart because we're all squished in there like sardines. But, um, yeah, like a lot of retail places have been, have been doing that lately. I don't know if you could really do that in a Lowe's or a Home Depot because, like, you know, the guy in front of you had a bunch of lumber. But, like, everybody should be in one line. And then any available register that opens should just take you next. Because I hate the concept of, like, being in line. There's one fucking 14-year-old kid at the register who doesn't understand that when there's five to six people waiting, they should call Sally from the back room who's sitting there Mm -hmm. eating her Twizzlers Mm -hmm. to come out and fucking open a register. Then Sally comes out and opens a register. You're third or fourth person back in the line. And they say, I'll take who's next. And people behind you run over there first. Right? No, you weren't fucking next. You just walked up, you dumb bitch. I've been yeah. standing here. Yeah. We're next. Yeah. And you want to you want you know what? Let's talk about lines for a second. So at, right after this, I'm in the parking lot with Ollie's Ollie's uh, uh, bargain, outlet. bargain outlet. Right. I'm in Greece. I go to Lowe's. I get my dirt. I put the dirt in the trunk. I say Ollie's bargain outlet is there. Now, I, Dan, you know, I'm a collector. I'm a toy collector and Ollie's will have Star Wars stuff. Um, really fucking cheap. And sometimes you'll find a gem, right? Is anyone else aroused? So aroused. <laughs> so, and th- I got to tell us and let's go to break. But so, but it's not about what I found, Um, but I'm going to show it to you. Oh my God. I'm excited I, right now. I did find uh, um, a rarer C-3PO from Empire Strikes Back with the silver leg. Um, It's our vintage figure. It was five ninety nine, and looking at some sites, it's it gets resale for about thirty, but it was five ninety nine. So I was like, they had a bunch of Star Wars figures, and this was the only one that was actually worth more than what it was being sold for. So I was like, I'm gonna buy this one, five ninety nine, six dollars. It ain't gonna kill me. So anyway, I go to the register. 
Let me put it back on the shelf gingerly. I go to the register. She boops it. I put my card in and she goes, no, no, no. It's only going to charge you four cents. I was like, that sounds awesome. And she goes, no, no. And she goes up to the machine and she pulls my card out. You know, you do the chip reader. She pulls my card out. So I'm like, don't touch my card. Ah, four (laughs) cents. You know, that would have been your fault. Transaction (laughs) processed. I'm the fuck out of here. So she pulled it, but because Ollie's bargain outlet uses and they pretty much it might as well be an abacus that they're using. She said, because we did that, she had a slider, right? Like slid your card. You're like, the entire system had to reboot. Oh, my God. So (laughs) I'm standing there. People in line. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) And it was only two lines of six available lines that were open. So yeah. she's apologizing to these people. Now I start apologizing. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't know she was going to do that. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. This woman's crazy. So now yeah. I'm weighing, picking my son up from daycare on time and a rare C-3PO that's sitting there. <laughs> was it buckled into the front seat? <laughs> yeah. This The 3PO or my son? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Um uh. No, so I, I'm like sitting there going and then she's boot rebooting it. But as she's rebooting it, some other dude comes up and she goes, hey, can you get on a register and help this guy out? Because the system's got to reboot. And he just flat out goes, no, I can't do it. <laughs> That's the problem. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, well, what do you mean? She goes, it's going to reboot. We got a line. I can't do it. And he just awkwardly walks away. <laughs> and then she starts playing on her phone. Now I'm a I'm a I, I work in in technology, so I'm staring at the computer watching it boot. And I'm the one who had to tell her. I was like, "Hey, I think it, the register's back on." And she goes, "Oh, so it is. So it is. Scan the yeah. shit. Let me get the fuck out of here." Right. Right. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Do, do they but, have any Gina uh, Serrano dolls there? They have any what? The Gina uh, Carano. Uh, oh. I looked and no, um, but I'm I'm buying up anything Gina Carano I can find in the wild so I can resell to racists. I wanted I wanted to tell you as a gift I signed you up to her fan club so you should be receiving emails any any day now. Oh my God! Thank you. I have to you're show welcome. you this while you're here. Oh, hang on. Jesus Christ! This is the <laughs> saddest thing I've ever seen. Speaking of Gina Carano, I actually have her her credit figure, and this is going upwards of like two to three hundred dollars right now. Yeah, it's insane. It's the same people that are selling those Dr. Seuss books. Right. This is going for like two, three hundred dollars, and I'm trying to find a seller right or a buyer right now because I will sell this. All right. So, folks, welcome to Critical Mass's new segment called Sadness Show and Tell, where we... <laughs> Where we show and tell you our sad, pathetic little uh, toys that we bought. And that'll be after this. That'll be after this break. We'll be right (laughs) back. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. Okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. Gary's Guns, Guns, Guns. (laughs) 
No children or animals were harmed in the making of that sounder. <laughs> Anyways, um, I I saw uh, I have something here. It's printed out. Um, it's 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 Gary's. You know, we talked about how Gary wants you to join the militias and all that stuff. He's got an idea that'll help you uh, submit a tape to get onto the militias. So what you do is you buy a package through Gary's and it's the American freedom package. And it's got, it's got giant banner flags. It even has prop guns if you don't have them. Um, and because of COVID and you want to do this with your buddies, you got to be safe. So you have to wear masks. So you get a camera on a tripod, you set it up with the, with the flag behind you and with masks on to be safe. <clears throat> and you just kind of give a spiel about why, why you think you should join the militia, why it's necessary. And then you can put it on YouTube and hopefully recruit more people. That's excellent. So Gary is now uh, promoting making terrorist videos. Okay. I didn't say that. I don't know where you're going. We got that, need new sponsors. Yeah, desperately. I, how old is Gary? Have you guys met Gary like face to face? He's an Gary's old man. a 67 year old. Um, he's a he's not a vet. He pretends to be one. What's that called? Stolen Valor. <laughs> Stolen, Stolen Valor. Valor. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he said he was in Vietnam, but mathematically right. speaking, that wouldn't make any sense. And I think he right. vacationed there once just so he can yeah. say that he went there. Um, but speaking of vacationing in Nam. Um, Bob, you're here, um, representing gutsy media podcast. <coughs> Jesus uh, part- Christ. What are you dying? Why are you coughing uh, every five seconds? Dan, I don't know. It only happens at night and I'm hoping to get over it after tonight. Are I can you a bre- gremlin? I'm, I can breathe out of my nose finally, which is really nice. Um, but anyway, Dan, Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, Jesus oh. Christo for a moment. Okay. Um, Bob's here, part of our our network. Our network. You, folks, you know when, when a network forms of podcasts and then all the hosts in, you know invite each other on to one another's podcasts? Well, our, all of us, Bob's as well. Right. We, we're forced. We're right. forced by DFAT, the overlord. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Casey, I, he put a gun in, in my mouth and said a lot of weird things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, here we are. I keep getting shit in the mail from them, which is really weird. I never gave him my home address, and somehow he found it. <laughs> I yeah. just be careful saying their name. He's like Beetlejuice. If you say it more than three times, oh shit! Curious. Chris had photos of me and my wife sleeping in our bed <laughs> yeah. that he actually had mailed to me, and it was just like join DFAT Entertainment yeah. or dot dot dot. Right. Um. So that brings us to Bob, who's here as part of that network. Um, so, so gutsy media podcast, how long have you been uh, operating as a show? So we're, we're relatively new. We actually started, uh, July. Um, so less than a year. Um, but we've been got, we got a lot of, a lot of fans pouring in a lot of downloads, very, uh, thankful to the community for embracing us as much as they have. That's awesome. That is, yeah. that is fantastic. Um, so, you know, July, July is fresh. Yeah. Like so a, Dan, like a newborn baby. Exactly. So so a long time ago, uh, a man by the name of Donald Trump became president of the United States. And Dan and I thought that we needed to start a podcast just to pretty much combat that kind of guerrilla radio style, um, you know, and, and just speak our peace and, and speak our truth. Because Dan loves when people say that I want to speak my truth. Um, but 
that was where critical mass came from. We've evolved as all podcasts should gutsy media though. July, where, where did this start? What, why, why do, what happened? That's a great question. So, uh, so Casey, our corporate overlord actually had me on another one of his podcasts called those geeks, you know, and, uh, that, that kind of stems from me, Casey and Dave, who would all work together at a video store, uh, you know, 10 years ago, uh, decided we were going to do a podcast to talk about all the crazy shit that we had in common between comic books and movies and video games and so on. And me being the egomaniac that I am, I was like, well, fuck, I can have my own podcast because I can do this better than anybody else. And I don't need you fucks. So um, with Casey's immense help, because I wouldn't be able to do without him, (laughs) I went out and decided I would start my own podcast, primarily focusing on movies. um, And that's where that's where Gutsy Media came from. Let's let's go back. Um, you say you and Casey and who else were working at a video store? Yeah, so a lot of us. So when I left the military, and uh, this is kind of a tragic story, um, I left in August of 2009, and the economy was shit. Mm. I could not find a job to save my life, uh, despite you know at that point having a college degree, military experience, and working at the Pentagon. So uh, I came back home and, and got a, a job at a video store to make ends meet. And, you know, I'm really actually happy I did because one of the best jobs I ever had. And I ended up meeting a lot of people that I'm still, you know, close friends with. And that was Casey and another friend of ours, Dave Lee, and and actually Lauren Mueller, who's uh, hopped on the podcast as well. So now it's the four of us that get together every so often and, and talk about the shit that made us friends to begin with. What video store was it? Do you want to say was it a large chain or maybe a family owned? I do. It was a it was Family Video in Shilai, wow. and uh, they were the they they touted themselves as being the largest brick and mortar store at the time for videos because Blockbuster was just going under when when I started working there. So uh, wow, it was great. Are they are they done? Are they kaput? Uh, I don't know if if like countrywide they are but the one in chile closed and i don't think there's any in new york anymore so okay i would imagine if they're not completely under they will be in the next year or so wow. okay are, are, so do you do you reside in that area ish uh yeah i mean i stay i stay in that area uh i'm not where i was at that point uh um, sure, gotcha in, in the same kind of rochester community yeah okay so, so you're not okay, far so from I'm, us i'm just I'm trying to wrong. picture you and and casey in i assume like a polo shirt with a collar <laughs> yeah collar shirt black pants well yeah with with family video on your shirt with your that's name tags. funny that's funny and like <laughs> you guys are walking around like opening up dvd cases checking okay is this person like wiped their ass with no it? you don't want to rent that you don't want to rent that it's fucking trash it took us a long time to get dave to stop trying to rewind all the dvds yeah that's i don't think it's possible <laughs> i've tried um that's for the that's That's because you're a moron um (laughs) that's just so funny to me your origin story started in a a family video rental store that's crazy yeah movies have always always been a big part of my life so when we started the podcast um i wanted to come up with a way to talk about movies and and you know how how awesome they are and how it's really is a media that I think a lot of people kind of take for granted because, you know, they see the big explosions and they don't realize the time and energy that goes into it. So the, the premise of the podcast is, you know, I usually have a guest on and uh, typically I'll have the guest pick the movie 
And then we'll talk about that movie, but not just the storyline, but some of the behind the scenes stuff that maybe the average person doesn't know. Um, some of the history on the actors and what got them to that place in their career and what they went on to do afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, we, we have some fun at the end. We play some games and, and, and do some trivia and stuff, but uh, I can't wait. It's, it's I can't wait to be on. <laughs> we, yeah, Rocco and be on soon, which I'm, I'm excited about. Um, but ultimately, it's just a way to look at look at the movies that you know you maybe you you loved or or love, and find out some more information about them. Where because I've I've listened to a couple and you seem to have a a very big um, depth of knowledge when it comes to the backstories of these movies, some of the intricate details. One of the great things about doing a podcast is that it actually reminds me a lot of not not so much myself, but like other podcasts that I listen to. That is the long format ones where a celebrity would come on and talk about their life or experiences on set, et cetera. Just reminds me of those days when you would, you would love a movie so much. So you would actually watch the extras and you might actually put on the commentary because you learn yep. so much about the behind the scenes stuff. And when I was listening to your podcast, you seem to have a lot of knowledge of those behind the scenes type of details. Where do you get your information from several sites, from like one site, from like a, a magic ball? Yeah, I'm most of it, I just make up. Okay. Uh, just completely right. pull it out of my hat. No, that's, um, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> that makes no, sense. A, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good question. It really depends on the movie. Um, like I said, I've been a fan of movies my whole life. So a lot of the movies uh, that we've covered so far, uh, it's just, you know, through general knowledge that I've gained either by watching the extras or by, you know, watching you know, stuff on the movies. Um, but if, if we do cover a movie that I don't know about, I do a lot of research beforehand, um, you know, between IMDb and, you know, YouTube. A lot of times I'll go back and watch the interviews from the actors when the movies came out to find out, you know, some behind the scenes uh, stuff that might've happened that didn't make it into the, you know, DVD extras or whatever. Um, Cause like we just covered Wedding Singer and that's going to be dropping uh, I think in April. And there's a lot of interviews with Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, you know, when they were doing the media tour for the movie with all these little stories that I really, I never knew, you know, before. I mean, Wedding Singer has been a huge movie. I think yeah. everybody loves that movie. Yeah. And Somebody hear... kill me, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you hear some of this behind the scenes stuff that they were doing on set. And it's, it really just kind of adds to the movie. That's, that's one of the things I think I've enjoyed the most about this podcast is that there have been a couple movies that I either didn't like, you know, prior to the podcast or I watched for the first time. I wasn't a big fan of, and then I do the background on it and the appreciation goes up and, and, mm. you know, while the movie might not still be, you know, a good movie, you really do appreciate it a lot more for what, you know, the actors and the directors and everybody went through making it. And it really does kind of, you know, take the movie up a notch in your book. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially when you go in depth into any topic. I think you're going to find out details about it that helps you appreciate it even more. Uh, dude, uh, that's fan that's fantastic. Um, absolutely. And that really got me into films like from a younger age was really just understanding the 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 little inside jokes like from movie to movie with certain directors and, you know, all mm -hmm. kinds of all kinds of stuff like that. Like the way George Lucas would would hide Star Wars things in Indiana Jones films. 
And it's great that you can like find those things and these little behind the scenes things that maybe you wouldn't know, you know, Temple of Doom with um, Club Obi-Wan and um, uh, what was it? Raiders of the Lost Ark with 3PO and R2 in the hieroglyphs. Yeah. Um, You know, and again, you wouldn't really see those things, you know, unless you read that behind the scenes stuff. And then you go to that point in the movie and you're like, oh, shit, shit. Yeah, I mean, those are called Easter eggs, right? Yes, that's a great that's a great point, because um, I mean, having listened to your podcast, Dan, you wouldn't know this, but WandaVision, uh, Mm. which is an amazing show that you should be watching. You shithead um, has what what is this you talk about? No one's (laughs) I never heard this. Uh, They have they have literally YouTube videos that come out, you know, an hour after the show posts with 80 Easter eggs that you missed. Mm. And it. I, I enjoy that. I do. But part of me is like, no, you've got to earn this. You've got to go back and watch the movie 17 times like I did to find the Easter eggs yeah. um, back when Easter eggs weren't popular. But yeah, that's that's definitely it. Yeah, it's interesting when you learn that like certain things are going to intentionally be there. Like for any Pixar Disney movie, you're going to as an adult now, you're going to be watching for those. Yeah, and it's, really, it's really fun when you do find them. Um, so yeah, pizza I, planet I trucks. That's the, that's the big Easter egg in all the Pixar films, pizza planet. There's oh, you find them in a lot of them, uh, all of them, Yo, every single Pixar one, film. One of the things that I found apparently in almost every Pixar film is a reference to one Oh one, which was the, um, art studio class or whatever drawing class that every incoming student at the, at the fucking college of animation, Takes. That's cool. And yeah, so, I don't. Yeah. I I don't think it's one hundred and one. It's, it's it's something a, like yeah, a one one three. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you, thank yep. you. Yeah, it's a one one three, and that's it. So like, if there's like a toy train, it's a one one three or something like that. Yeah, but that's, that's in cool. Lives. It's it's fun to find those things, and and um, your podcast specifically, I wanted to also kind of mention that it's not a. <laughs> Oh, let's bring the guests on and then just agree with them on everything. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely. Uh, I refuse to be a yes man to my guests. Yeah. Yeah. You push back a bit, but in a respectful way, you know, it's not like, you know, it, it actually, it it hurts me. I die a little bit inside each time I have a guest on who is bound and determined to preach about how good their movie is. Mm. And listen to each their own. One of the, one of the things I talk about when, when on most of the shows, when we first start is, to, to ask somebody if this is a good movie is really a subjective question, right? I mean, because you could be looking at it from an RT standpoint. Somebody else could be looking at it from an entertainment standpoint. So everybody's entitled to their own opinions, 100%. But I love people, um, like I had a friend of mine, Ron, on one of the podcasts, and he wanted to do Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which I had, I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. And we watched it. And me and him both spent the hour going up one side of that film and down the other about how just completely corny and awful the movie is. Mm-hmm. Is that Dream end, Warriors? That is Dream Warriors. Yep. Oh my god! And, and at the end of it, he was like, "Yep, still my favorite movie. Still love uh, it." Is that a young um? What's her name? Um, it's the it's the one. Ah uh, man. Oh god, that was such an awesome movie with how corny it was. Like that was. To me, I don't know. Dan, are you a horror movie guy? No. Yes and no. Sometimes it really takes a lot for me to be in the mood for it. Um, And I I have a hard time seeing a horror movie 
because most of them come off as B movies to me. Oh, a hundred percent. And yeah, so it's really hard for me to take it seriously at all. You know what I mean? So I try to take it in it with a grain of salt that like, it kind of is what it is. It's, it's supposed to be just kind of this, um, for me to enjoy it, which sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't, but like when you get into sequels, it, it's like a, it devalues it so much when you get into the second or third of something, there's no way it's anywhere near the original. <laughs> and, uh, and I already had a hard time with the original to begin with. So yeah, the chances of me enjoying Friday or what's it called? Friday the 13th three Night, nightmare. And Elm nightmare. Street three. I, I always confuse the two. Uh, it's why have some why? respect. That's that's Freddy Krueger, right? We're talking about yes. Freddy Krueger. Yes. And uh, Patricia Arquette is, is who you're thinking that's about. That's it. Her first movie. Her first oh, it's movie. her first movie. That's like Paul Rudd's first movie was Halloween. Um, yeah. Not the original Halloween, like Halloween 33 and a third or whatever it was. Was Paul, <laughs> was yeah, Paul... that was Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was amazing because like, so my wife is a huge horror movie fan, but she likes the classics like Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, those movies. So mm-hmm. we're watching one of the Halloween films and right in the beginning, you just see Paul Rudd and he's in the movie. He's one of the main characters. And I love Paul Rudd. I mean, God, shit. I didn't know that. All the movies, that. all the movies he was in, he was in Friends, one of my favorite shows. And obviously he's Ant-Man and he's only one that could play Scott Lang. No one else could play Scott Lang like Agreed, Paul Rudd, yeah. period. They honestly, I read the comics and Scott Lang is Paul Rudd, period. But anyway, um, to see him pop up, I was like, oh, shit. And I had to Google that. And I was like, his first movie, like that was his first film. Like to yeah. me, that's wild. And it's not just him. I mean, you got um, uh, Johnny Depp's first movie was that, a horror movie. Was uh yeah the first or, that was the original um, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston was in Leprechaun. I Leprechaun, mean, and, holy yep. shit! That was and, her first film. Part of the reason is is because horror movies have such a low budget that a lot of these actors will take it as as their first gig to try to you know break into Hollywood. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's true. You know what I mean? They need teenagers usually. So mm-hmm. typically if that's going to be someone's first movie, it's a good age to start. Yeah, it's it's wild. So, so can we can we say the movie that I'm going to be on for? I don't want to talk about it because that's what we're doing for your show. But can right. we say what the movie is that yeah, I, I would love to? I want to actually tease. So me and Rocco are going to be doing it. a special episode. Uh, so as I mentioned, I typically have the guests come on and pick the movie. Uh, but Rocco has graciously decide, uh, agreed to be on my episode where it is going to be the host pick. Oh. So I will be picking the movie this time. I have picked the, the one of my favorite movies of all time. But I also wanted to go as completely corny and ridiculous as possible. Yes, you did. Uh, so we went with uh, Snake Eyes. Have you are you familiar with this, Dan? No, really, oh. I am. Snake Eyes is a great movie. It is a Nicolas Cage movie, which you can't okay. you can't go wrong with Nicolas Cage. Full honesty, I wanted to say Nicolas Cage, but I can't picture the movie at all. So what's funny? I have to tell you this, and I'm gonna I guess say I got to IMDb it. Go ahead. I'm gonna say this on your show as well, Bob. So this is the fact that my excuse me sorry so uh the fact of the matter is that my dad is the reason why i'm into movies so much and my dad's favorite films are all nicholas cage films oh that is 
perfect. Something absolutely perfect. Something that my dad did that my mom hated was allowing me to see movies at a young age that I was way too young to watch. One of the films I watched at way too young of an age was Snake Eyes <laughs> with Nicolas Cage. Um, but I saw it when I was so young that I only remember parts of it. Like I remember with um, like the beginning with the fight mm-hmm. and then the dude gets shot and like I, I'm just I'm ready for it. I, I know it's two ninety nine on voodoo to rent. <laughs> Lieutenant <laughs> so Dan is in it. apparently. Lieutenant Dan is, is in it. Yep. And he's, um, he's wearing I, military fatigue. He well, is fatigue, but garb. It's, it's actually a sequel to Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's it's Forrest Gump Snake Eyes. Yeah, but um, it's I'm like really looking forward when he could walk. I'm really looking forward to watching it. I do remember how over the top Nicolas Cage was, um, throughout the film. I mean, from you the mean beginning, is in everything that he did a lot. Of, he did a lot of this, <laughs> a lot of Nicolas Caging. You're right, right. You know, um, and and I'm looking forward to that. So again. It's two ninety nine on Voodoo to rent. I'm planning on renting it before, right before the show, so it's fresh. So I watch right. it, and it's fresh. I got my notebook. I'm gonna take some notes, and uh, I'm I'm just pumped to be there, man. I'm pumped. You should have Dan on. You should you Dan. You should have Dan on for comedy. This man is a comedy guru. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I could. You know, I could do any huh. anything that you know you wanted me to watch. Absolutely. I I do. Mean, we'd love to have you on. I, I mean, you are. I uh, do have an art degree, so I'm supposed to put it to use every now and then. <laughs> That's why I, he's a mailman. I, I plan. Right. <laughs> I plan on extending an offer, but judging by your background, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, I I don't know if I trust your taste in things now. Okay, so now, now, now we've turned to football, and you've you've gone into <laughs> something we can't get out of. Now I need to. Now since you're now since you're a hater, here I'm it is. I'm going to go ahead and guess that you you're butthurt by the Cowboys beating you in some sort of way. So you're either a Bills fan or you're just an NFC East team fan, which is I am a Saints fan. New York. Oh, I'm a what New the York hell is your problem? But I have a, one of my best friends uh, uh, who actually the person I did wedding singer with Will Kelly is a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. And I have to listen to him boohooing every year about them losing and I was actually with him when Dak broke his ankle and oh. it was just, I've never, I've never witnessed a man <laughs> just break in front of me in real time as when that happened. Yeah, that's interesting. When it happened, I'll, 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 I was disappointed, but I was also kind of like, well, you know, we didn't have a defense anyway. So the entire season would have been Dak putting up, you know, 8,000 passing yards while we lost. Okay. While, while we lost fucking every single game by like seven points. So, because our defense, get, our, our defense was despicable. I don't want to get too sidetracked. I mean, I don't want to steer you guys in down a, a one way street here, but I've got to ask you with the salary capped the way it is going into the 2021 season, mm-hmm. how do you feel about this monster contract he just got? Well, first of all, if you want to, a lot of people would villainize him uh, for that, but you have to understand there are a lot of people in his ear telling him to do this, telling him to do that, telling him to do this, telling him to do that. I think he deserves it. Specifically his agent, you know, the, the sports agents in these situations are really the one driving this. And secondly, the marketplace dictates what these prices and values will be. 
and and although it is certainly a lot of money, what I was trying to explain to Rocco on Facebook earlier was that just because this particular dollar sign is higher than what we've seen before, it does not mean he's better than Brady. It doesn't mean he's better than Rodgers. It doesn't mean he's better than goddamn Rose. right. It, each team is going to value what they think he is to them. Right, which is why I don't blame him. I mean, if somebody's going to pay me a gazillion dollars to do something that I love, I, of mm-hmm. course I'm going to take it. I'm yeah. I'm curious as to what the hell Jerry Jones is smoking because I, I'm sorry, and I ha- again I have this argument with my my friend all the time. Show me where he's worth that money to any organization. He has not been putting up yeah. consistent numbers that would, in my opinion, place him in the top ten quarterbacks in the, in the league. Let alone. You know, in a, in a in a year where the salary cap is going to hinge a lot of teams, I mean, I would, you're gonna have a, you're I, have a lot of good thing, players on the market this year because teams can't afford to pay them. Right. I would disagree on the on the stats issue. I think if you actually looked at his statistics, you'd actually find them to be quite good. They're the decent. They're decent. No, they're, they're not bad. They're, they're not bad. Statistics. He's not very, a bad quarterback. He's not a very good statistics. The problem is the inconsistency in the win loss record. Okay, that's the only inconsistency with Dak. Uh, and the then stats if you don't say, mean nothing with dealt with L's. You need those. No, I, I understand that, but the, the, it, there's two sides to the ball, Rocco, and that's that's kind of what he's I'm not going. a bad quarterback. No, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say he's a shitty quarterback because it's not true. It's not I, true I, that he's a he bad would, quarterback. But I that amount agree. of money, I would have agreed with you that you know you can't have one player play both sides of the ball. And there's, you know, a lot of other players on the team and blah, blah, blah. I would have agreed with you on that mm-hmm. had Brady not gone to an awful team and made them a Super Bowl champion. I mean, Dis- one one player. Disagree. Can- Let's talk about the Tampa Bay defense. Let's talk about them. Yeah, they're incredible. Right. But you take a veteran quarterback and you put them on an offense. Tampa, Tampa Bay was not was not a shit team before before oh, Brady got there. Come on. They were pretty no, shitty. Winston, they had a good defense. Winston threw just as many interceptions as he did. He couldn't he see. <laughs> yeah. And he couldn't see that was a, that was that was a possibly prolific offense. If Winston would stop throwing the, as many interceptions as he did. The problem that Tampa Bay faced was the division they're in. It's hard to win a division when you're going against some amazing teams. So what is Dallas's excuse? That is a tough division. You're in arguably the worst division in the league for the last five years. Again, the worst defense in six since 1960. Uh, Agreed. But my point is it doesn't take much. To, to take the worst defense and win that division. The division is god-awful. Right. Well, we weren't only playing our division. That's true. You, you understand that, right? That's like, fair. Is yes. that how football works? Yeah. <laughs> so, and and sure. furthermore, to, to, to even question Jerry Jones's decision on money is ludicrous. That's like questioning, oh, that's like qu- questioning Lance Armstrong on, on where to land on the fucking moon. Okay. <laughs> Lance Armstrong? Jerry Jones. You mean... Whatever his name is, uh, you didn't even know his name. <laughs> that's like questioning Lance Armstrong on how many testicles he should have. <laughs> right, right. No, that's right. Actually, Jerry Jones bought the team for I don't know thirty million dollars, and what's it worth he, now? He Jerry what's Jones it worth now? Not Al Davis. Jerry, Jerry Jones is a smart businessman, and and took the Cowboys from what it is or what it was to what it is. Jerry Jones is Steinbrenner. 
I give him all the credit in the world for that. No, Jerry Jones is not anyone else. No one is Jerry Jones. Do you oh. understand? <laughs> have you have you ever seen his depiction in South Park? I don't really care about his depiction. The point is, if, the... he took he bought the team for a fraction of what it's worth right now after having twenty seasons of losing. Right, but he's he's he so did... as an owner, he he's is not. He's an As a general team. manager, he is garbage. There, that's that's kind of my point. Is that he has done amazing things for that team to make that team worth what it is today, and and nobody can talk ill about that. He right. has done amazing things for that team, and he's done amazing things for the NFL and being one of the most right. outspoken owners and driving them into the 20th century. Correct. But when he tries to insert himself in every single decision that the team organization makes when it comes to players and contracts. It, it leads to this, which he has he has admitted that that that's a terrible flaw. Of his. <laughs> I just he I feel it. like Jerry he Jones or Jerry Jones parents based on Jerry Jones age at one time owned slaves and he just feels really bad. I mean, <laughs> you know, he went to Arkansas, dude. I, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, my God. So I'm I didn't. Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack. That. I feel really bad. So uh, Dak, whatever you want. Yeah. No, it's not a it's not a guilt thing, dude. Look, if if Jerry Jones wants to pay him that much and then he's got to figure out the salary cap issues, albeit someone but, said, you know, I, what do they say? We have they a we like, have a high powered offense with one of the, the most talented uh, receiving core. We have uh, uh, Zeke. We have Dak. We have all these great receivers. We have a fan. We used to have a fantastic offensive line, but between um different injuries and retirements you know it's it's not is, looking as good as it we'll used beat to. you in the divisional again is Zeke a guarantee for next year i don't even know if he's a guarantee for next year and his midriff shirts <laughs> I, honestly the dude can wear whatever he wants as long as he runs downhill and um, for, I, I, record, <laughs> he's, I think he's set at least for next year i'm not sure though and for the record i know that somebody out there in listening land is screaming at their radio right now because as a saint's fan we have renegotiated everybody and their mom's contract and mm. we're still 40 million over the salary cap so i get that we're obviously not the smartest when it comes to money either but well right, what do you look, think of but, Drew Brees? but the thing is is that when you're when you're when you're an organization like the cowboys that has as many fans as it does it has equally if not more haters and for sure. that are that are willing to scrutinize over the tiniest thing. I mean, we have a troll that we're talking to right now in the name Hello. of Rocco, who shit posts about other people's teams, even though Dak Prescott overrated. They've done nothing to him, and he just has to like whine and bitch. Anything bad that happens to him or the Packers, no. he has to cry about. But but constantly. Dan, oh, you're a Packers fan? Yes, Fuck dude. I'm a Packers fan. Green and gold, baby. Oh Listen, okay, well, maybe yeah. Breeze can jerk off to his grandpappy a little more. <laughs> My grandpappy is the reason I stand for the flag. Yeah, your grandpappy molested you behind the furnace and you really enjoyed it. So that's what happened. Holy um, shit. Dan, I will tell you this. Okay, I will tell you this to the day I die and I'm a Packers fan. Are you ready? And this gives me all yeah. the credence in the world. No, it doesn't. But go ahead. He caught it. He caught yeah. it. I know. <laughs> Thank he, you. He caught it. But it doesn't he, he do did. shit for he me did. now, does it? He, 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 he caught he caught it. He I caught mean, it, took two steps with it, and then dove with the football. But listen, and he, he caught I it. He I don't it. feel bad for you because you know it, it, it was a personal foul as well. Every team's got that call. You know, it wasn't the Steelers fans, it wasn't a catch way back when, okay? Mm -hmm. like, every every team's got that call that just totally fucked them. 
Yeah. Anyways, football. Football. <laughs> I miss it. All right. Listen, when we come back, everybody's favorite part of the show. Fuck you. Where we call something or someone out for just being a fucking piece of shit. So uh, stay tuned and we'll be right back. Do you miss hanging out at bars with a friend? Cream, cream ale. Do you miss those two friends of yours that would always end up drinking too much, leading to discussions about political philosophy? If so, then we have a podcast for you. When they nuked the Capitol, you know, that was bad. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jake. Join us at the tavern for a pint, a few laughs, and some nonsensical discussions. I will say neither of us are constitutional lawyers. <laughs> a political podcast for the unencumbered political mind. Search for the Bull and Moose Tavern on your favorite podcast streaming service today. That's our new intro for the fuck you section. And if you don't like it, you can go fuck off. I got a lot of problems right. with you people. So uh, let's get right into it. I've uh, I've got I mean, I, who wants to go first? I've got mine. Dan, what do you think? You you choose. Bob, why don't we do this? We'll circle. We'll start with Bob and we'll end with Bob. I, I appreciate it. I have two fuck yous. Okay, I love it. Um, I love it. The first one is fuck you to the guy who installed my floors in my basement. Okay. The company as a whole was great, but the fucking installer screwed up twice and had to come back and fix it. And when he came back the second time, he he played like he was. Oh, no problem, sir. Yeah, no, it's no no issue at all. Hmm. But when I tell you that this man hadn't showered in two weeks, the B.O. that he hmm. brought into my house was it, it It was so pungent that, number one, it was stuck in my nostrils for weeks. But two, it had to have been done on purpose. Nobody has that much B.O. And yeah. what, what was even more confusing is he came in with another guy. So the two of them are doing the, the floor insulation and they drove here in the same van. There's <laughs> no way his partner didn't smell that. It was, it was putrid. <laughs> so fuck you to that guy. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Can, it's just, I feel bad for his partner. <laughs> Seriously. That's, I would have said something. I would have been like, dude, what are you doing? It, yeah. Oh my God. I'm having fl- like scent flashbacks. I wish I had the, the balls to in those situations to like not only say something, but force the guy to take a shower. Do you know, head. I have to tell you, my, this. listen, no offense. My shower works, but you're not leaving here without showering. <laughs> Do it now. Like, I don't know where you're going after this. If you're going home, meeting someone out after work for drinks. But like, you are disgusting. I wish I had the balls for that. I um I once worked at a place called Northern Land. And um, the cubicles were really close together. And as a manager, I actually had to to pull someone out and say, no one wants to work next to you because you smell so bad. Yeah. I need you to go home and take a shower. And it's part of our dress code policy. So I'm actually allowed to say this. Um, and I need those cubicles next to you. I, they can't but, continue to stay open. But Chris Walk went on to do many other things that were great for him. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Chris. How did he receive that information? When oh, he God. Told him that he had to go yeah. home and shower. How did, uh, how did he take that? So this this guy, um, he, was, he was just like, you could tell he was super embarrassed. And he tried to use the embarrassment as like being angry. And I was like, dude, I know you're embarrassed. That's why I pulled you in here like, like man to man. 
So like this conversation doesn't leave this room. So all you're going to do is you're all, all everyone knows is that you need to leave for a while. No one needs to know why, but like you need to go home and shower and, and change your clothes and then come back and no one needs to know why that's it. It's just me and you. And he was like, all right. And he like was cool about that. And then he left and that was it. And people actually asked me and I was respectful. I was like, nah, dude, don't worry about it. He'll be back. Yeah, some people say police lives matter, and I say hygiene matters. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Fuck you to that guy and his BO. No. Dan, who, you want to go or you want me to go? Um, I'll go. So okay. I was just having a conversation with the 14-year-old that lives in this house, and she was talking to me about modified volleyball and what that's like or what it was like in her previous school because now she will hopefully be joining the modified volleyball team at her new school. And so sounds like a giant waste of time. Yeah. So I was like, so do you ride the bench or are you a starter? She's like, what do you mean? I go, well, look, I don't know how volleyball works, but you know, in most sports, there's a bench full of players that aren't first cut that Rocco would be on. Right. And then the other ones, if they get injured or they're they're sick or whatever reason you, you pull from the bench and you can go and she's like, no, that's not how it works. I'm like, so how does it work? Because well, there's seventh and eighth graders on the on the modified team. So there's a seventh grade team and an eighth grade team, and then within those teams, there's there's a, a B team and, a, and, a, and an A team. I'm like, what? so she starts breaking it down. So there's like two main categories and then two categories under them. And I go, okay. And how does how does a game work then? Like how many people are on the court at once? And she's like, well, you can have six, but then if there's an extra person, then it's seven, then you have to sub them in. I'm like, okay, I remember doing that in gym class, but like, are you saying that there's only one person on your bench then? Like, what the fuck? What if someone gets hurt? I don't, I don't get, I don't, she goes, no, no. Then the seventh graders, go, she starts explaining this to me. So basically what it is, is I don't know if it's like this in every school, but modified sports, at least at her old school, is a pathetic training ground sport. It's not an actual sport. It's where they bring everybody that they want to come into the sport and then they, they put them on different levels and teams, but it's all one team. So the seventh and eighth grade team travel together as one unit. And then when they go play another school, the eighth graders would play a set, then get off the court. Then the seventh graders would come on and play a set and get off the court. Then the eighth graders would go back and play a set and get off the court. Their scores were kept individual and then added up at the end. This is awful. This I, I go. If you look up the word convoluted in the dictionary, this is what it would be. <laughs> this is stupid. It's so stupid because they didn't want to cut anybody from the team. They didn't want to say to a bunch of seventh and eighth graders, you're not good enough to play. Go practice more. I, I don't. I've been cut. So they just so included everybody. And then they're afraid to have eighth graders playing with seventh graders. So they keep them separate. I'm like, what? It's a fucking joke ass sport. It's modified volleyball. Just fucking play together. Like literally if you're not good enough to be on the team. Then you ride the bench or you don't play at all. Like, and nobody cares about volleyball. Like, <laughs> you know, so yeah. let them play or don't let them play. Like cut them. I mean, or don't I cut them. I care about Olympic women's beach volleyball. Well, Dan, obviously, <laughs> that was obviously. Some heavy breathing for that topic. So, I mean, yeah, fuck you to those guys, but kudos to the coach for noting noting calculus for christ's sake no shit right seriously she's got a graphing calculator <laughs> and okay no ridiculous I think you, fuck this is team c2 <laughs> was 
How many right? buses? I mean, how many buses do you need? Jesus. Anyways, it, it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, thank you, Dan, for that. Um, mine is I talked about this on the show before, but then I I I have been doing a lot of driving in the past two days. So today and yesterday, because I now handle both children and all transportation because my wife had hurt herself. She can't drive. So I have to, I have to deal with both kids Then I have to drive them around. So because of that, I have the radio on and the radio is on and it's the morning time. And I want to say a big fuck you to something called the Jubal show on 94 one. Yeah. Um, is this the afternoon one or the morning? This one? This is the morning one. Okay. I want to know the the crack that was smoked by <laughs> whoever is leadership at 94.1 that said, you know, what's great is the Jubal show. I want to know at what point that the show is good or it's supposed to be funny. First of all, the guy, I guess it's a guy Jubal or whatever the fuck he is, is not funny. There's no one on that show that is funny that is comical, that is entertaining. There's nothing that you do that provides any type of anything or escapism to any human beings in the world. Your show is awful. I can't imagine what fan base that you have. They must be mouth breathers that are borderline at best. Okay. I hate you. I hate your show. I tried. I really tried to listen to it. I listened to first date something or other where people go on a date, then they call them and say why they never called them back. It's so contrived. It is so scripted. These are not real people. They're yeah, not real you people. Know what? The fact that it replaced Rover for you, that's why you're angry. Well, that's a big part of it. And what I'm going to get into is that you actually thought that this in any way, shape, or form is better than Rover's Morning Glory. You can have your problems with Rover. That's fine. But nothing on Rover is scripted. And right. you can just tell. Okay. There are people that have great chemistry on the radio. Honestly, I looked at Rover a lot. I looked up to them when podcasting, like working with Dan. The biggest reason I work with Dan is because I have very good chemistry with Dan. And Dan has very good chemistry with me. We have a good banter back and forth. That's and what I, our horoscopes told us. Exactly what our fortune, what my fortune cookie told me. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that I learned so much from Rover in going into podcasting. There is literally nothing to learn from the Jubal show. Yeah, in yeah. fact, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the suicide rate in Rochester goes up because of the existence of the Jubal show. It is well, the our, worst. our show launching really helped that spike. So I expected it to, though, doubles it. You know. Yes, I expected it to, though. But the fact of the matter is, is the Jubal show is is like it is honestly like listening to the most like, honestly, it's like listening to my grandma's farts. Is it like listening the to you right home. now? Jesus Christ. It's like listening to my grandmother's farts at the nursing home. It's like you don't want to mention how bad it is because it's <laughs> awful, but you, and you but you all have to just sit in it. You just, yeah, just sit in it. Yeah. Just sit well, in it. You don't, though, Rocco. You can change the channel. I mean, I'm surprised that you even gave it even more of a listen. Well, this is the thing is that, like, if I'm going to rip you apart the way I'm doing right now, I am going to give you a good enough listen before just ripping you to shreds. Um, and the fact of the matter is, 
94. Maybe my fucking should be 94 one. You remove Mark and Shane in the afternoons as well at the gentlemen's club. And honestly, like those two dudes were funny as fuck. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not trying to suck their dicks or anything. Um, but like they're they were funny. Like they yeah, made I me laugh. I genuinely first, laughed. Yeah. At first, when I heard them, I go, how is it that these two people were given a job on the radio? One has a speech impediment and the other one just sounds like they're like they got hit in the head with a two by four. Yeah. And, and I was yes. like, how do they have jobs in it's radio? Part of their charm. Star. Part of their. Yeah. Charm. But the more you listen to them, the more you understand why they're on radio. And it makes a lot of sense. And so for them to be canceled, I mean, get it, you know, but they were truly local. Yes, they were truly and, local and they were actually funny. Right. They and were funny. They were funny. They were very funny. And, you know, Rover was a syndicated show that that was in several cities. Right. Yep. I met them. Excellent people. Right. So it's it's just disappointing when you have local radio that that. If you have something that works, you know, don't try and fix it. But I, I think truly your your real issue is is not so much how shitty the Jubal show is, which it is really. Oh, it's shitty. absolute hot garbage. But the fact that that they're like the replacement step parent because yeah. you know of your divorce issues. Uh, yeah, no, I'll give you that. But yeah. honestly, fuck the Jubal show. Fuck you to hell. Fuck every person that's part of the show, production, all of it. The fact that you think that the show is at all funny, you are dollar bin garbage at Walmart is what you are. Nobody fucking cares about you. We want you to leave Rochester. Get the fuck out of Rochester. Yeah. Fuck you and 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 fuck off. Leave my city. Leave my fucking city, you pieces of shit. I'm done. Well, you heard it there first, folks. All right, Bob, you had you had another one you wanted to round us out with. I, I, I do. And, you know, I want to thank you guys for giving me the platform because this has been a long time coming for me. So if I get if I get a little emotional, I just want to apologize ahead of time. So, you know, I think we all of us in elementary school, we learned about the great American presidents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember way back in fifth grade learning about a president that did some amazing things and quickly became my favorite president. And since then, whenever asked, which is quite Ronald Reagan, wasn't it? It was <laughs> whenever asked and it happens quite often. Um, you know, you just bump into somebody in the streets and they're like, Hey, who's your favorite president? Um, I would spit out Woodrow Wilson, who is the foundation for the league of nations, which eventually mm -hmm. became the United nations. And, just did a lot of great things for this country. And then I found out fairly recently that he was an enormous racist, yeah. huge racist, hardcore racist. So I've got to say what has you know kind of been bugging me for a long time since ruining my childhood. Fuck mm. you to Woodrow Wilson, because I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous how racist that guy was. Take a breath. Woodrow Wilson. What a piece yeah. of shit. I'm trying to remember. I don't know much history when it comes to the presidents, but was it Woodrow Wilson or maybe Dwight Eisenhower that warned us of the military industrial complex? Um, probably both, I would imagine. Yeah, there was one that was that was like a really cool guy. 
he did a lot of great stuff for this country and then like also was like hey by the way you know we should stop pouring money into this giant machine over here that kills people for as a business which one had to make the decision to drop the bomb that was um, was that wilson or maybe truman it was truman yeah truman? wilson was during the 20s okay yeah. Yeah, Truman had to make the, maybe Truman was one of the, the guys I was thinking. I see that's the thing in yeah. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But you're right. I I also Bob get asked that question every day as I walk down the street. It's it's crazy how often. Yeah, it's always the same guy too. You'd think he'd remember. <laughs> it's that almost guy sitting on the corner. Hey man, hey man, what's your favorite president, man? What's your favorite president, man. <laughs> I fucking told you. And now I, I can't you. say Woodrow Wilson anymore. My yeah. favorite Donald Trump, obviously. I'm gonna have to go back to Clinton. Well, there's a lot of things that you learn about these guys after the fact. You're like, hmm, that wasn't in my fourth grade quiz um, that, you know, like Abraham Lincoln not only wanted to free the slaves, but he wanted to send them all back to Africa. That's I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) The great emancipator is also the great cruise director. And and so it's it's sort of those African cruises. That's kind of like, well, how do you interpret that? And most people would say that it it it's because he felt like it was the best thing for them. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like get them out of here. He felt like return them to their land, to their culture. Yeah, take them back to where where we uh, you know stole them. Where we stole them from. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's true. We they were stolen. Their culture was stolen. All of it was stolen. And everyone still complains like the Royals. But I don't give a shit. I mean, look, if, if we find out things about somebody and it, and it tarnished them, okay, that's one thing. But I'm sorry. I will literally never shed a tear for any uh, Christopher Columbus statue that gets taken down. I don't give a fuck about that guy. He was awful. Fucking. Yeah. And being an Italian, I'm like 175% Italian. Um. <laughs> I get really angry when my my family members be like, why do you say such bad things about Christopher Columbus? Did you know he's an Italian? And I'd be like, I wish he wasn't, number one. And number two, like, what about, like, Marconi? What about, like, other Italians that we can be, like, proud of? Why do we have to, like, Galileo, Marconi, other Italians that, like, we can, like. (laughs) (laughs) Some other ones. I give I give no credence whatsoever to the nationality of anybody because yeah. at the end of the day it's not like he picked to be born an Italian. Right. And what is you know I, I'm I'm German. You know obviously that culture has a lot to be proud you of in their history. Cut the um, show. Stop the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean at the end of the day you don't pick what culture you're born into. So I right. mean right. It just I I could give a shit what nationality people are. Just like like I mean like we said earlier in the show, be kind to each other. I mean it's such a simple fucking idea. Or or even if you don't want to be kind to somebody, just don't be a dick because you know there's a difference. You don't have to, you know, provide for your neighbor, just don't set fire to his house. Right. Or or at least put fencing up so his shitty ass dogs don't break into your yard. Uh Dan got personal right there. Yeah. <laughs> um no, it's true. It's it's all it's all true. All of it's true. Um, but with that being said, Bob, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, guys, yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Have a great time. Listen, took a took a lot of guts for you to be here. Ah, uh, I see what you did. That was good. That was good. Um, but so listen, I'm, yeah, I was gonna say anybody 
in obviously in the liner notes we'll we'll, we'll have a link to his show but yeah. what's going on with this dfat website is it up and running yet or not um i think kind of yeah i saw it like casey sent me a link and i looked at it and he said it's not ready yet but soon and then we're All still right. well, hopefully the the, hopefully this website will help people discover our shows in tandem yes um, and 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 they can surf and discover and just have a grand old time but until then they were on castos you can find all that shit there right rocco yes 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 um but really i mean our show is available through itunes or spotify or really any major um podcast network all our shows are yeah um is gutsy media also available on pretty much everything yeah, check us out on iTunes, Spotify. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, anywhere your your podcasts are downloaded and listened to, you can find Gutsy Media Podcast. That's it. So there's no fucking excuse, listeners. Yes, you should be listening to all of our shows on DFAT mm-hmm. Entertainment. We love it. But thanks again for being with us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And uh, thank you to the Genesee Beard Company, always making your beard feel good. Thank you to the folks over at Insensitive Culture Podcast. Listen to them for some serious laughter. And make sure that you go to don'tforgetatowel.com for all your geekly news. Anything else, Dan? Party on, Wayne. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Peace. They come from butt.